Welcome to the Life is a Journey podcast, where my goal is to help you to strive, thrive, and be all God has called you to be. No matter what comes, we can make it in this journey, because life is a journey. Welcome back to the Life is a Journey podcast. This week's episode, the topic is stewardship. So um, two things real quick before I jump off into this, you all. Uh, I am actually recording from a new microphone. It's a wireless microphone that I'm also using for my YouTube channel. Um, I purchased it off of Amazon. Um, it's hands-free wireless. Just hook one part into um, where your charger port is on your iPhone. And the other part, you just turn it on and it connects. Really, really cool, pretty, you know, handy. Um, the other one that I was utilizing has wires. You know, wires can sometimes get in the way. You, you might feel restricted. So, um, yeah. And I always want to try my best to have good sound quality because as of now, you know, vi vis visual is not um, in effect for the Life is a Journey podcast. However, we want to make sure the audio is on point. So if anything is off, if you hear any anything that you comes to your attention, uh, please, you know, reach out to me um, via email kawanhorton at yahoo.com, all lowercase. Or you can also reach me, DM me um, on my Instagram. Right now, my Facebook is down. So let's jump off into this. And I also want to start off by thanking you for tuning in to another episode. Thanking you for taking the time out in your day and your schedule to tune in to the Life is a Journey podcast. You can be doing anything else. You might be in commute to work. You might be in commute to taking your children to school or, you know, on your way to the gym or to the grocery store. You know, so thank you for tuning in. Share this with somebody. Um, you know, comment, do all that. <laughs> so stewardship. When I think about stewardship, I don't think it just pertains to one area of life. You know, um, stewardship can really go to various areas. For me, I, when I look at stewardship, it does start in most cases. When people hear the word stewardship, they think about you know, tithing, tithes and offering, right? So that's just one one area where we need to be good stewards. Then you look at if you're, you know, uh, a husband, how, you know, how are you stewarding and being a good husband? Your wife, how are you stewarding and being a good wife? Or your dad or mom, how are you stewarding in your parenting? Even if you're a son, you know, or, or a daughter, you know, you're somebody's son or daughter, how are you stewarding that relationship? How are you stewarding, you know, your vehicle, your finances, you know, and, and I know some people like, well, ain't that the same as tithes and offering? Not quite, you know, and, and by that, you know, I just want to say that we still have to be mindful how we steward both. They, they kind of do go hand in hand, but the other one to me is, is more of a, Pers they're both personal. Y'all forgive me. I'm trying to get my words and how I can explain this, but 
the other one is is kind of separate because one is devoted to God. The other one is more you, you know. They go hand in hand. So you get the gist. Um, stewardship. Stewardship. The office, duties, and obligations of a steward. So many of you know there are stewards on on flight as a flight attendant. That that's the pertinent steward. They they make sure everything is is op- operating as it should. You know, everybody in their seat. You know, um, people have their. I've never flown, but I've seen movies, and I do have. I also have a family member who has um, been a flight attendant for years. She, I want to say, she got like seventeen plus years. You know, um, my cousin Kimberly, and she lives in. I ain't even gonna say because I know it's down south. But anywho, um, yeah. So you just look at that as one one place. So also the conducting, supervising, or managing of some things, especially. And it says the careful and responsible management of something entrusted to one's care. Stewardship of natural. And so just right here, as it says, the conducting, supervising, or managing, managing of something, especially. So. How do you manage your finances? How are you managing your your marriage? How are you managing your parenting? How are you managing, you know, your relationships with your friends or with your coworkers or with your bosses, you know, with your family, with your neighbors, you know, with people you have to do business with, even the tell the you know the bill collectors. How are you managing that? So, when I look at this. It, it like I said, it's so it's, it goes to so many different areas, and the word of God is clear when it comes to tithes and offering. And for me, you know, as I'm I'm being transparent right now with y'all, I haven't always been faithful in my giving, and for the longest, I I I, I would be like, why is this going on? Why is that going on? This right here, <laughs> this right here. You know, he he is clear in what he says in his word about tithes and offering. You know, he said that he will rebuke the devourer off of our finances. Rebuke the devourer. The devourer means, you know, that granted, we know we got to take care of our bills, but he's he's going to make sure that you have everything that you need. He's going to rebuke the devourer from from it just seeping out your pockets or out your you know, out your wallet or out your bank account or out your your purse or, you know, he's going to rebuke that if you do what you're supposed to do. And a lot of people get caught up in, well, I, I ain't going to pay no, uh, pay my time to, to that man that's preaching. And you're not paying the man. The, the, the whole thing, and thank God, you know, many people have talk, talked about this. One in particular you look at it. Um, I was watching a video, Pastor Michael Todd of uh, Transformation Church. God is not concerned about your money. God ain't concerned about that. He he owned the entire universe. He created the entire universe. He owns a thousand cattle on a thousand hills. He 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 got what he. he he asked him for 
ten percent, and and I know some people will be like, "Where is it?" <laughs> like, come on. You you can't look at it in a and I get it. Some people have misinformation, or you know they may have ex- bad experience from being at a church where the pastor was, you know, um, mis mismanaging the finances of the church and was using it for his own gain. You know, you have churches out there like that. And I don't I don't personally know any, you know, um, and that's between them and God, you know. Um, but, yeah, you know what we do, we do it as unto God. You know, we not and God because God won't see where your heart at. That's another thing he dealt with me on with this. It's like, where's your heart at? Because where your heart is, there your treasures will be also. If your heart is at your money, that's where your treasure is. If you can't, if you hold on to this, this 10%, you, you want to hold on to the all a hundred percent of what you gain. Every time you get something, you get a hundred dollars. You can't give me 10. You can't give God $10. You get $50. You can't give me five. And then it comes into a matter of trust. It comes into a matter of faith. That he will do what he said he would do and rebuking the devourer that he will make the 90 that you got left stretch for whatever you need. Let's get into some scriptures, y'all. <laughs> the first one we have here is Matthew 12 and 36. And it reads, but I tell you that every careless word that people speak, they shall give an account accounting for it in the day of judgment. So we also got to be managing and being good stewards over what we say, what we think. It says, but I tell you that every careless word that people speak, they shall give an accounting for it in the day of judgment. Lord, help us all to be mindful of the words that we speak. Don't let us just be speaking loose. Don't let us just be speaking stuff just to be speaking stuff. And there are times in the day, man, when I, I, I sometimes and I don't do it well as I should. I have to catch myself. Sometimes you got to tell yourself, shut up, Quan. Shut up. Such and such. Like, for real, because your mouth can get you in trouble. Not just just now here on earth, but you think about it. It said right there for every careless word, your mouth is going to get you in trouble if you're not careful in the day of judgment. So be mindful, be mindful of that. Be mindful, and, and the Bible also speaks in Proverbs that a man or a woman, you're found to be wise when you keep your mouth closed. Keep our mouths closed and be mindful of the words that we speak. Romans 14 and 12 says, so then each one of us will give an account of himself to God. I gotta, make, I gotta be a good steward over this body. I got to be a good steward over this soul. I got to be a good steward over this life. This ain't. This is not my life. My life belongs to God. I've been born again. Am I perfect? No, none of us are. And some people, ain't nobody perfect. God know my heart. Yes, he knows your heart, but do you know his? He said, he said, thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Thy word have I hidden in my heart 
So if your word is in my heart, I mean, granted, we don't get it right all the time. It said that I might not sin against thee, that I will do what your commandments say, that I will follow your precepts, that I will listen to what it is that you guide me and instruct me to do as as your vessel, as a man of God or as a woman of God. I don't even care what your age is. This is for everybody. From from the time you come into the ability of knowing right from wrong, you held accountable. You're a steward. You're a steward now. Where's your stewardship? What is it looking like? Are you managing what, what, what God has given you? Did you take the talents and gifts that God gave you and bury them? Are you putting them to use? Are you sitting on your hands? I mean, like, seriously, what are you doing? And this this speaks to me, too, man. It speaks to me very, very loud and very, very clear. Because for a while, man, I, I would really be focused on so many other things. But you know what? As I began to walk into a different level in life, I'm coming into a new, not just a new season, but also just a different perspective, man, on some things. And, you know, I'm going to do to the best of my ability, put my foot to the plow or hands to the plow, all of that, and, and utilize the gifts that he has given me, utilize the talents that he has placed in me and the people I know to share that with them, not overwater them, but to share that with them. You know, I had a conversation um, with the, our insurance for our, our, our church. We did. I had opportunity to do a walkthrough over some, you know, things that 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 are needed to be done. Great conversation. And just in short, he had told me about his sister. And how she became to, you know, becoming a believer and she, you know, gave her life to Christ. And it really bothered him. In a way, and hear, don't hear me, hear me when I say this. It wasn't the fact that she changed her life. It was her approach. You know, we have to, the Bible tells us to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Harmless as doves. So, you meaning you have to be so wise and you have to be careful that you don't overwater people when you when you share the word of God, when you tell people what God has said, you know, um, one plants the seed, one waters it, but God gives the increase. It's just like if we put a seed in the ground right now, you can't just leave it there. You got to water it. Whatever that seed is, whether it's to be a, a, a apple tree, a, um, a cherry tree, and so on. Or if it's a flower, it's supposed to be a rose. You know, if it's an orange tree, whatever it might be, you know, daisies, you got to water it. That's, you know, you got to water it, but you don't want to overwater it. Because if you overwater it, it's not going to do what it's supposed to do. You, you're going to kill it. You're going to cause no growth. There's going to be no growth there. And so, um, yeah, the, the conversation we had, I just learned that, you know, you got to be managing that as well um, and how how you are with people as as, uh, 
y'all forgive me. I kind of lost train of thought where I where I came from and where I'm going with this. But really good conversation. And we have to be careful that we listen to that that when we say things that it's God, you know, make sure it's not self to the best of our ability. And it's nothing wrong with being zealous, being on fire and wanting to tell everybody about the goodness of the Lord. Nothing wrong with that. We just have to be mindful because not everybody is at that level to be able to receive, you know, um, such watering or, you know, um, when it's wants to see this song, you know, it's OK every now and again to, you know, might you might say something, but you don't want to overwater them. If you're the person that's watering them. Don't overwater, them, you know, and, and just encourage them. You know, I, I, I. I'm not here to condemn people. But I am here to share the gospel. I am here to be a light in the world to and a light. What a light does is it exposes things. Now, don't, if you get mad, if I expose something that's on you. Long as I do what I'm supposed to do in love, then I've done what I'm supposed to do. Um, yeah. But we had a really good conversation. So we just have to be mindful in that area of our lives. Genesis 2 and 15. Then the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to cultivate it and keep it. Man, this scripture right here, really, really, if you really listen to that word and that that particular scripture, he said he put Adam, the man. The Lord God took the man, Adam, and put him into the Garden of Eden to cultivate it and keep it, to manage it, to be a steward over it. God gave you your home. God gave you your children. God gave you your wife. God gave you your husband. God gave you your job. God gave you your vehicle. What are you managing? How are you managing it? Where's your stewardship? If you be faithful over few, he'll make you ruler over many. I never forget that, man, because as I was coming up, I, I and I thank God for my mama, mama I love you. <laughs> I didn't do good. As Stuart, you know, I, I really wish I would have known things that I know now, but we grow. We and that's that's a beautiful thing to see where you've come from. Um, my mom, she was and still is a hardworking woman. She um would purchase different, you know, outfits from boutiques for me. And 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 those outfits, you know, I don't know what the price of them was. I'm 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 a teenager, you know. Um, but thanks be to God, they were nice outfits and two piece, you know, two piece outfits that were really comfortable to wear during the summer months um, and even the winter. And so when I uh, got home from church, like most teenagers, you know, I just kind of throw it and put it on the on the floor, maybe on the bed or whatever. And so as I look back at that, man, you know. We have to be mindful and how we're cultivating what God has given to us. And when we cultivate something, for example, the Garden of Eden, he was given certain instructions when he was to cultivate, to be attentive to it, to manage it, to make sure you're watering it, taking care of it. He also gave him instruction to name all of the animals all the way from the 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 man the biggest mammals 
all the way down to the little critters that that, that you probably can't even see. That was his. I, he gave him that 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 uh, instruction and um, what's the word I'm looking for, y'all? That's what what Adam was to do. That was his responsibility. Genesis 39, verses 4 through 6, y'all. So Joseph found favor in his sight and became his personal servant, and he made him overseer of over his house, and all that he owned he put in his charge. It came about that from the time he made excuse me, he made him overseer in his house and over all that he owned. The Lord blessed the Egyptian's house on account of Joseph. Thus the Lord's blessing was upon all that he owned, in the house and in the field. So he left everything he owned in Joseph's charge. And with him there he did not concern himself with anything except the food which he ate. Now Joseph was a handsome in form and in appearance, and we all know the remainder of the story and how Potiphar's wife pretty much came on to Joseph trying to hit on him and Joseph's like nah you know fam like I I you know out of respect to 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 my master to you know the Potiphar like nah he told me I I'm you know everything else you nah uh and I ain't about to be caught up in all adultery with you nah mm -mm, no thank you and he to the point to where he ran he 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 jetted up out of there she tried to grab him and, and she was sneaky with this one because she grabbed the cloak, his cloak, his clothes as evidence. And then she lied, lied on him. And so. As you see here, says Joseph found favor in his sight and became his personal servant and he made him overseer of his house and all that he owned and, and put him in charge. God has put you in charge. God has put you in charge of your family. God has put you in charge to be an example to your teammates. If you're on a team somewhere, whether that's in a church, whether that's on, on a sport, sport, you know, something that you do recreationally outside of a job or even with coworkers or, or family members or what he has put you in charge of something. He has given you the ability to manage something. And it's up to us how we manage it. And how we manage it, I truly believe, is a sign to God to say, okay, God, God looks at it and says, he's been doing good with this. She's been doing good with this. He's been managing and cultivating and doing what he should with this. So when the time comes for you to receive a blessing, God sees your faithfulness. God sees your consistency. And he's like, okay, I'm going to bless my son. He, he's been, you've been faithful over a few. You've been faithful over few. Now I'm about to make you rule over many. And so it's such a beautiful thing. You know, God may not come when, when we want him, but he's right on time. And we just have to keep persevering and not get caught up. And I'm 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 biting my tongue on this one. And I, I'm not literally, but speaking to myself on this one, not getting caught up in the small stuff, as my cousin Ashley said. You know, a couple months back on our Zoom call, don't get caught up on the small stuff. And I do that. I do that a lot. I do. Got to be honest with y'all. I do. And it's it's hard. It's 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 been a challenging, not hard. Excuse me. It's been a challenging 
habit for me to break, but I'm coming up out of it in the name of Jesus. First Thessalonians two and four. But just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak not as pleasing men, but God who examines our hearts. So right there says, but just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted to manage, to steward with the gospel. So we speak not as pleasing men, but God who examines our hearts. So even as such, when we manage that on how we speak about the word of God, I'm not seeking to please a man. I'm not speaking to please a woman. I'm not seeking to please what your ears want to hear. I'm seeking to please God. He's the one who I got to give an account for. Just as we said earlier in the script in the scriptures. I got to give an account for every word that I say. Every word. Every careless word, even. <laughs> every word, every thought, everything that goes on in this body. And so um, it says, but God, it says, but God who examines our hearts, he knows your hearts. And I hope I'm not getting ahead of myself and I, I'm not even going to say it, but we got quite a few scriptures. And this is a beautiful thing, man. This is a beautiful thing to know that we have a guide on everything that we experience in life. Life is a journey. And we have a vital guide, the Bible, B-I-B-L-E, basic instructions before leaving earth. And I also, I mean, I, I don't know how to necessarily put it in, but basic instructions while you're here on earth. And I know that's that's not the same however you word it, uh, but yeah, they, they're instructions while you're here on earth and instructions before you leave earth. The instructions to help you through life, you know, God particularly, I know, has given us these things because um, he cares for us. He loves us. He doesn't want to see us struggle. The enemy could care less. He want to see you struggle. He want to see you defeated. But you you already won. You're already victorious. Luke 6, 6 and 38. Give and it will be given unto you or given to you. They will pour into your lap a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. For by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you in return. So give. As we know, it's better to give than to receive. And I like this part. It says, they will pour into your lap a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. You know how, <laughs> you know how um, I'm trying to use a really good example, and hopefully this helps. Um, but if you, if you, you know, took it out the trash, you got a trash that's maybe full. You know how if you press that down, you press that down, you got you got more room, you know, for for something to fill in there, and and, and even in some situations. This here's another uh, example. If you ever been to any Speedway or 7-Eleven when they when they were open and, and operating, I don't know if we have any anymore. But if you you smart, 
You know how to utilize putting the top on and filling it. And then when you get to the top, when when it looks like it's almost full, what do you do? You kind of shake, shake it around to, to get that to go down. And then it said running over. Because I don't know about you. I want my stuff running over. And it says, and shake it together and run it over. For by, for by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you in return. So the same way you give is the same way you're going to receive it. The same way you put it out there is the same way you're going to receive it. So if you give grudgingly, you're going to reap or receive grudgingly. Be careful with that as well. God don't want no, he don't want you giving and you, nah. Let's be cheerful in our giving because he didn't have to give it to you. He didn't have to give you anything to manage or steward over. He didn't. First Chronicles 29 and 12 reads, Riches and honor come from you, and you are the ruler of everything. Power and might are in your hand, and it is in, in your hand to make great and to give shrimp, strength to all. First Chronicles 29 and 12. All power is in, in our hands, y'all. It's in our hands. God gave us the ability to have power in our hands. He even said in his word, not in the same scripture, he said, greater works shall you do in my name. So just imagine what Jesus did. If we live the way that we should live for God, greater works shall you do in my name. For the power that is in you, that is, he has given us power, the power of the Holy Spirit. We don't do things in our own. It's by him that we have this. James 1 and 17. Every generous act and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights. With him there is no variation or shadow cast by turning. Every generous act and every perfect gift is from above. You got a gift. Are you stewarding it? Are you managing it? Are you sitting on it? Are you procrastinating? Get started. It came from God. Every it came from above, from God. Coming down from our from from the Father of lights. From our Heavenly Father, He gave it to you. With Him, there is no variation or shadow cast by turning. There's no need for you to be hidden. There's no need for you to be in the dark about these these talents that you have, these gifts that you have. Somebody in the world needs to hear your voice. Somebody needs needs your encouragement. Somebody needs the gifts that God has blessed you with because they're not for you. They're for others. Colossians 3, verses 23 through 24. Whatever you do, do it enthusiastically as something done for the Lord and not for men, knowing that you will receive the reward of an inheritance from the Lord. You serve the Lord Christ. I reminded um, some years back, I was still a temp, and um, his name is Deacon Vickers. He encouraged me, man. Um, and it's something because I'm now a member of, of the church that he, you know, is a member of and uh, went to. And, and he um, encouraged me, man. He encouraged me with this scripture right here, you know, because sometimes it would be hard for me as a, as a young man working, just just got acclimated to getting into the shop and working. But he encouraged me, man. 
with this scripture. And it's, he said, whatever you do, whatever you do, man, do do it as you're doing unto the Lord. Not unto men. We we don't do we don't do stuff for, you know, these people around here. For GM, for your, you know, your boss or your team leaders and people online. We don't do do it for them. We do it as unto the Lord. It says, as something done for the Lord and not for men, knowing that you will receive the reward of inheritance from the Lord. You serve the Lord Christ. And that's good to know. So the next time we get caught up in a, in a certain funk, switch your perspective or switch your, your approach to it. Do it as you're doing it unto the Lord. Matthew 25 and 21. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful slave or servant. Excuse me. I'm just reading. I, just, I don't know what version this is. Y'all bear with me. It says, but she said, you were faithful over a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Share your master's joy. Y'all you remember me saying that if you're faithful over a few, make you ruler over many. You know, you look at Joseph and he his dreams that he had and that he told his brothers and that he told his dad then he wind up getting sold into slavery and then he went through everything that he went through and he was faithful he was consistent he continued to serve God he continued to use the gifts that God had blessed him with it and 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 being able to interpret dreams and then he was exalted in due time. He was raised to a level of being ruler over many. And many of us know the story and the situation of his brothers um, and them, them coming to, to where he was and whatnot. And it just goes to show you, man, if you're faithful, it may not look like it right now, but just, just keep Keep your head down. When I say keep your head down, I'm not talking about literally. And I'm saying in a mentality state, don't get the big head. Don't get puffed up. That's pride. Keep a humility state of mind and keep looking to the hills from which cometh your help and your help coming from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. And keep doing what God has called you to do and do everything as though you do it unto the Lord. Proverbs 21 and 20. Precious treasure and oil are in the dwelling of a wise person, but a foolish man consumes them. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first produce of your entire harvest. Proverbs 3 and 9. Honor him with your possessions and with the first produce of your entire harvest. You know, and when we look at the word harvest in this day and time, what it's saying is your finances. What you what you bringing in? You know, some people pay their tithes off of the net. Some people pay their tithes and offering off the growth, gross. Excuse me. So that's between you and God, or how you choose to do it. You know, um, but just 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 know. It, that 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 that's something that we ought to do. Matthew twenty five and twenty nine reads, "For to everyone who has more will be given, 
and he will have more than enough. But from the one who who does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Mm. Wow. For to everyone who who has more will be given, and he will have more than enough. But the one who does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. And when I look at that, I know some people are like, what do that mean? So like, even what I already got, but from the one who, so if I, I don't have, <laughs> it, it is really kind of, I don't even want to really, y'all bear with me. I don't want to butcher the script. I don't want to add to the scripture and I don't want to take away to the scripture. So I'm not going to touch that and giving any revelation or understanding or any of that on that. Um, but that's that's something to to really to study on. I'm gonna study on that. <clears throat> First Peter four and ten. Based on the gift each one has received, use it to serve. Use it to serve others as good managers of this varied grace of God. Based on the gift we have received, each one of us have received a gift. Use it to serve others as a good management managers. Talking about stewardship, y'all. Of the very grace of God. Use your gift. Use it. Two more scriptures and we out of here, y'all. Well, not literally, but you know. <laughs> Luke 16 and 11. So if you have not been faithful with the unrighteous money, who will trust you with what is genuine? Mm. That's deep. Who will trust you with what is genuine? So if you ain't been faithful over, over something that ain't legit, how can I expect you over what's genuine true? Be mindful of how you steward it. Be mindful of how you are managing Lastly, the last scripture, 2 Corinthians 9, verses 6 through 7 reads, Remember this, the person who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and the person who sows generous, generously will also reap generously. Each person should do as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or out of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. I haven't said that in a while, y'all. I felt the I felt led to say that because it's 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 his word is blessed. You know, um we said this earlier, and this scripture right here is so true. And I think it and it doesn't just pertain to your 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 you giving your tithes and your offering, even when you giving your time, you still worship you're managing your time, you know. Be, be careful that, that you, you don't sow sparingly with your time. Whether it's your time that you're giving to your spouse, to your children, to your job. Don't sow it sparingly to your church, to your friends, to your family members. Don't sow it sparingly. Because if you do, you're going to reap it sparingly. Instead, sow generously. Sow it, sow it generously. Sow it in a way... And because further down it says each person should do as he decide as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or out of necessity. So don't give out of necessity. And I'm guilty of it. 
I'm I'm guilty of it. I I say it for me. I'm guilty of that, giving out of necessity or 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 reluctantly, you know. And and in past, to be honest, like, well, this is just what I know, you know. No, let me give from from what I have decided in my heart because God, I want to please you. I want to be a blessing to your people. I want to be a blessing so that somebody else can be blessed. When I'm when I when I when I do this and as I'm learning to really step into to this and not just once again, not just tithes and offering, but also with the other areas of my life, you know, going back to a few weeks when we talked about um, uh, working on our pillars. I'm getting back to that, man. I don't want to lose sight of that. I do not, you know, faith, family, finances, fitness and freedom. I really really want myself as well as you we need to keep that in sight because it's it's so vital because the faith is the, the top one everything else falls in place just as the scripture says seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all his righteousness and all these other things they're going to be added to you your family your family going to be blessed your finances your finances going to be blessed your fitness your health gonna, your health going to be being good Freedom, you're going to have freedom because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But it starts with your faith. It starts starts there with God. It starts with putting him first. I, I don't, I don't want to put anything else before him. I want to practice that as well. And that's, that's, that's a, a good area of, of stewardship to really know that it's important to put him first. I really believe that when God sees that, okay, my son or my daughter is doing what, and here's the thing, we can never figure God out. His thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways, even as high as the heavens are above the earth. So just when you think like, okay, God, I've been praying, I've been fasting, I've been fasting these many times. No, you cannot figure God out. You can't box God in. And with that being said, we have to get to a place also to know that, okay, this blessing came in this many days. The next blessing, don't, there's no guarantee that it's going to come in that same amount of days. Sometimes, and most of the time, God's going to require more from you. To whom much is given, much is required. God's saying, okay. I, I'm proud of my son and my daughter doing this, this, and this. Do it a little bit longer. Like, what, God? I fasted for seven days. Nothing but liquids. <laughs> but the thing is, we also have to be mindful when we do things, just like the scripture said, that we do it not out of necessity, not a, you know, but just uh, God, I want to. I want to get close to you. I want to have that that connection. I want to have the ability to flow in you, to be used by you, to perform miracles, to heal the 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 blind, to heal those that are lame, that cannot walk, or that that are dumb, that are that can't speak. And so, as we wrap this episode up, you know, talking about stewardship. Be mindful of the words that you say. 
because you're going to have to give an account for it in Judgment Day. Be mindful of how you're managing the various things that we discussed or that we talked about in today's episode with your marriage, with your parenting, with your finances, on your job, with your car. You know, even if you have a piece of land, you got to cultivate it. You have to manage that. If you got a piece of land, you just can't let it sit there and rot and not take care of it. It's it's going it's going to go to waste. Same way with our gifts and everything that God has blessed us with. We have to be good managers. We have to be good stewards of what he has blessed us with. I really want to thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Life is a Journey. I also want to say if you are still yet tuned in If you would like to start a podcast, if you would like to start a podcast, whether it's talking about sports, talking about the word of God, talking about marriage, talking about fitness, download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM and start your podcast. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Life is a Journey. And until next time, be blessed. At the end of the day, I want to inspire, motivate, and encourage you to be all God has for you to be. And remember, until next time, to always live, love, learn, and grow.